The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Nice right hand. Big right from Emmers. Jamal. Pretty boy. Emmers. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me. We're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I'm jo- my Jimmy Bird is all flying around spreading his comedy and hopefully not diseases. But I have the brand new UFC Hall of Fame class of 2023. The legend, may I say legend, Jens Pover. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be I, back. I wish I had an applause button. I'm just going to give one of these claps. I was... Can I tell you, and you know me by now, Jen, so you know I get a little emotional. Dude, why did you, don't, don't get me all teary in front of my kid. Listen, I know you're, you got, listen, there's certain things, military guys coming home, uh, animals walk, when you walk through the door and they don't see you for a while, they get all excited. They gets me a little like mushy on the inside. When I saw, when you realizing, I feel like playing it now, but well, let us recap. I, when I seen your reaction to getting in the Hall of Fame, and I'm assuming it was your son that you were hugging. Yes, honey. It was your son. What a cute kid. Yeah. Your son you brought in, and, and, you, and he actually came to you and started hugging you because he saw how emotional you got. And I believe there wasn't a dry, ha- dry eye in the house. I mean, I, it got me all like little, little, it was a little dusty up in here. Yeah, well, congratulations man i want to know you. what they did a great job was your son in on it he knew well no i got set up yeah no i got set up it was um so you know me i'm long story longer but That's they had done the, the where are they now was the first thing that got this whole thing set up because before they would ask about you know hey would you want to do the where are they now and i always said no and like, well, why? I, you know, I was like, because I don't like where I'm at. And I don't like where I'm at. No, I don't want to do this. But this time around, they said, hey, would you do that? Where are they now? I was like, you know what? Yeah. You know what? I will. I like where I'm at in life. I like everything that I'm doing. And it helped me promote the, the Twitch stream, you know, the UFC. I really like where I'm at. So now we go a couple weeks later. And here we go. We're going to do the watch along. And the first thing Snoo tells me is, hey, the sponsors want you to change your hat. 
You got, they want you to wear the UFC hat. I had on my son's wrestling, big game wrestling hat, change the hat. I'm like, all right. And then I had this backdrop. Now it says the UFC behind me. And he's like, the sponsors want to change it. So you have the UFC. I'm like, these sponsors, who are these sponsors? Well, they want you to go full screen when the pay-per-view starts. And I was like, okay. Cause they want to see your reaction. So I'm thinking, all right, maybe they're going to do the whole, where are they now? Like, Jen's going to do the where are they now? So I had no clue. Oh, then my you. wife texts me and says, hey, your son has a project and he has to film you at work. And I was like, okay. And since he interviewed me just a couple weeks before, I was like, all right, no problem. So he's sitting over there with his camera. And I remember telling him, I go, hey, here in a second, if you want to start this, I go, I'm supposed to react to something, flip that camera on and and then you can catch when this whole, you know, because when the main card starts. Yeah. So there he was sitting there watching. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there. And then I see the Jose Aldo thing play. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's what I'm reacting to. I'm like, yeah, you know. And then, and then all of a sudden, then they said Pioneer. And that's when I started to shut up. That's so I'm like, great. shut the F up. And then it just stunned me. And then, so it was basically, it was painted perfectly. Brian Butler, Matt, I love that man, the manager. He had everything set up and he's, you know, he's talking to my son. Okay. Can he do this? My wife had to go to work. So Carson's over there and he's getting him ready. And so yeah, good prank. Good prank. Everyone. I appreciate you got me. You got me. I was I'm caught great. off guard. That you could tell you it was great. It was great. The emotion, because you can't fake. You're not that good. If you, hey, if you were acting, man, get in Hollywood, because that oh, was, yeah, that no, was no that acting. Was, that was raw emotion. It, it, it was, you know, it was like I, I think Jose Aldo had, was expecting it when they announced him in. Well, yeah. even DC cried a little bit when he. That's a beautiful thing, man. DC reacted, but you know the thing with this one was not chaos. It just, it, it, I think. There, it was a long, you know, because all these years yeah. I've had people, hey, congratulate you, Hall of Fame and this and that. I'm like, no, I'm not in all of it. In fact, we have a clip where two hours before that happened, somebody had asked me in chat, hey, did you, you're in the Hall of Fame, right? I'm like, no, not me. And they're like, what? I go, no, nah, I just haven't done enough. My exact words, I go, obviously I didn't do enough, but, and I was okay with where I was in life that I'm like, I'm okay with this. So yeah. when people say it's about time, I say, no, it's the perfect time. This was literally the perfect timing. But all these years, I can't thank people enough. Every year they're like, this is your year. And I'm like, don't, I don't, 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 I'm okay. You know, don't do it. But, you know, so it, it added, I think this is kind of how the Hall of Fame works, right? You, you wait a while and it just kind of catches you off guard. You never expect it, you know? Man, I didn't expect it. I wish my, it kind of got me out of left field when I was in yeah. there. And I'll tell you, I feel better. I feel better about me being in there now knowing that you're in there. I always knew you needed to be in there. And everybody did. But, and it's like, man, even when I got in there, like people are like, yeah, that's great. What about Jens? I'm like, oh, I ain't arguing that. Fuck. No, <laughs> I was, you know, so I'm out. So I felt now that you're in there, I'm like, all right. They want to talk but now at least I can be like, all right, well, look, man, I'm in there with the fucking greats. I don't want to be in there when I feel somebody's more deserving. And dude, you, but man, dude, it's a no brainer. No, that means a lot. You're a no brainer. I mean, the stuff that you did in the in your heyday, dude, you were the man. You were in the class, and people, you know, they, I told them to throw your all these kids. Listen now, man, throw your name in in uh, throw Jens Pulver, Little Evil, in that UFC fight pass, and they're in for a treat. I was there when you threw that left hook to break um, John Lewis's. Uh, 
Jaw. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was there when you fought Dennis Holman to fucking 25 minutes. Of course, we went over to pay per view. But listen, you remember were, that? <laughs> I was on the card. I fought yeah, on the You were on there. Yeah. We all fought over there. It was when it was UFC 33. 33. That's right. And it it's, was. I hate I, numbers on it. Oh. You know what's crazy? It was huh. not really, and I don't know how you felt at the time, but it was literally. The end of uh, September. It was right after September 11th. I know exactly what happened. I was scared to death to flying. At that point, I had, there were issues. Like, I was like, I don't know if I want to get on a plane after something like that happening. And I was like, I don't, I'm already afraid of flying. I remember there was a big issue. And I was like, man, I, I don't know if I want to be on this plane. I wasn't very comfortable. You know, I was like, I don't know if I want to it be flying right, right now. It was right after 9-11. And it was a very, very tense time in, yep. in uh, the world. And, uh, I remember that was one of the few times that Longo didn't get on a plane. His kids were young and he goes, look, man, my wife's not letting me go. <laughs> yeah. I can't go. And I was fighting Eve Edwards. I'm like, dude, I need you. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I just got better stand up than Shoney. What do you do? But, uh, it is crazy. You know Everybody was afraid to fly that at that uh, time. It's it's it, you go back. It was, it was it different. Was, it, it was, uh, it was a weird time in the world, man. It was, but, uh, but I'll tell you, that was a victorious night, and that night in in um in Vegas, it was it was almost like a ghost town. Very strange time, but it? it was it was a very strange time. People now that it's hard to explain that Vegas was like basically it felt like a ghost town. The whole even in New York felt like a ghost town. Forget about that. I mean, New York, everything did, everybody felt, was there. Was everybody where just going like, next? What is the new world now? What's going to yeah. happen now? <laughs> it's so happen? weird. It's so weird you bring I, that up, but yeah. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, man. Once again, congratulations! I'm very, very, very happy for you, and I'm also very happy that you're like, look, man, this happened at the right time because I'm at a, I'm at a, I'm at a very good place in my life. Like I feel you feel secure with where you're at. Yeah, you sir. Great to me, man. I envy your fucking your 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 um not your Twitch work. I love it. Thank you. I'm a video oh, game it. guy, and I'm a this and that. I one day I will join you on that. You got Sorry. to, because I know I want you. I'm, I'm trying to get you. You got to do it. I want you to do a, 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 a watch along with me. You got to watch oh, the would, fights with me. I, I got to get you on a watch along. It might be something in talks for that, Jens. We're gonna talk. More I hope so, because I'm like I'm I'm like I'm 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 getting the 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 you know we, we got to leverage this out a little bit. I'm I'm up there. I'm up there. <laughs> yeah. What do, you, what do you mean with what now? No, I did. You gotta come. You gotta come join. You gotta come to my house and visit one time. Oh, I'm always wait. visiting your house. You gotta come visit my house one time. You know what I mean? You mean by Zoom? <laughs> you mean by Zoom? Because I'll jump. Yeah, bro. You gotta zoom over. You gotta. I'll jump on a, over. Jump on a plane now. Jens, where, <laughs> where do you live now? I'm in Iowa. I got uh, no real desire. No desire to leave Iowa. I love it out here. Well, dude, you get me visiting you over there to be like the sequel to my cousin Vinny. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll just get you to Zoom. Thing. We'll Zoom you. Yeah, I don't need to do no, that. No, I'll I, come visit you because you got in. better food. You got better food food plots around you that I want to go visit. So I'd go out there if it was a person, person to person. I'm heading to you. Believe that. You know what? You're doing right. You're doing right that uh, we have good food around here. And I'm a, I've been a maniac lately. Hey, listen, I want to recap some fights. I, I want to talk to you about. Um, I want to talk. We're gonna talk. We'll talk about a bunch of fights. All right, and then later on, remind me because you know I got ADD. Uh, I want to talk to you about about tough because I know we both coached on tough, and we just watched your season. That. I just watched your season. Which season? Six, where you coached. Oh, you did? Yeah, 
We're Why'd on. We're up because we do. We do tough. So every Tuesday we've been watching tough. I started from one. Went all the way through. We just finished yours. We're just starting, or we're just finishing up season eight right now. So we were just going through it, man. You were having, you were having some time. You were having a good time out there coaching uh, the first at the beginning. You was, you, you was in control, and it was a lot of fun to watch your mind games. And you oh, were getting yeah. under Matt's, uh, you were getting under Matt's skin. It was something else. Yeah, it was yeah. Matt on Matt going, you know. Yeah. What did you think? Of? Let's talk. You know what? Let's talk about it now. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to get plenty of time for Aaron. We're going to talk about Aaron. Blanchfield, who I'm just so impressed with. Oh. But let's talk about Tough. What was your experience on Tough? Because you had that ro- big rivalry with uh, BJ Penn, and then you were on Tough with a guy, and then you had one of the guys on on his team that you actually fought, which Joe he Lazone. knocked me out, Joe Lazone, and it made it awkward because Joe Lazone, when he when when he did you know have that fight with you, and that was your first time back in the UFC for ages, and uh, it was a homecoming, but yet, oh man, this unknown kid takes out Jens. Well, that unknown kid. Who, who knows? He might end up in the UFC Hall of Fame. He became he a ended up being a savage, which helped me a lot. But when he first did, a little better, you know, hundred, a hundred. And again, you know, fights work. The guy he caught you doesn't mean he'll caught you. You know, we'll caught you the next time. But the point is, how was your mind going in there? And talk about mind games on your season of the Ultimate Fighter. And what season was that again? Five. That was right before five. mine. That was right before six. Right before that's right I mean, yeah. That's so crazy. But what really happened, and I want, when, when you know, again, everybody listening could watch this on the on uh, UFC Fight Pass. What's very interesting, you want to talk about mind games. And uh, I want to tell the audience, when you, when you have to pick teams, oh. BJ Penn did something kind of genius. It could be called Dickie. But, you know, and I love BJ. But back then, man, he was hardcore. He goes, look, anybody wants to be on my team, you raise your hand. And I'll put you on my team. I don't want anybody who else to be on his team. So he right away raised the stakes. And then you you stuck to it. You're like, I don't want anybody to raise their hand. Like it was, it was a true mind F. We threw down. He said, if you want to be on my team and have nothing to do with Jens Pulver, raise your hand. Oh. And I figured everybody would just raise their hand and I was going to pack up my stuff and leave. I was so pissed off. They caught me. I had my zipper down and they're like, if you see it on the TV and I'm zipping it back up, I, was like, I could give you all what you could bite. And you know what I mean? And this and that, I was yeah. so mad. And then Dana's like, well, nope, we got to go one, one and one, one and one. I go, no, everybody that raised, I can see at first Nate had raised his hand and Manny had raised their hand, but then they didn't understand what was going on. Cause like everybody raised their hand, like, yeah, of course I want to be on your team. You're BJ Penn, but then you want to have nothing to do with Jens Pulver and totally, you know what I mean? They're like, okay, wait, I don't get what's happening here. You know what I mean? So then they put their hands down, but a lot of them still kept them up. You know what yeah. I mean? As they kept listening, but like Nate and Manny and them, they put their hand down. They raised it because they're like, I mean, who wants to be on my team? I'd be like, yeah, I'd love to be on. B- I would have raised my hand. Of course, I want to be on your team, BJ. But then you want to have nothing to do with Jens Paul. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to get in. Like Nate said, I'm not yeah. trying to get in the middle of this. Yeah. And it was Corey Hill, may he rest in peace. He's looking directly at me and he's going, I'm with you. I got you. He's the only reason why I stayed there. I got goosebumps. And that's the reason why I picked him first. Cause he's looking right at me. He goes, you and me, we'll do it. He goes, I'll beat everybody in here. He's like, I'll beat them all. I'll beat them all. And I love this fire. It's like looking at him going, all right, I'll stay here and I'll do it. So basically it was whoever had their hands down, you're on my team. And whoever had your hands up, you're on their team. Jens, I'm glad you brought that up. Not trying to get you emotional. We're both emotional guys. If we both start crying on here, it'll probably get some hits. You're but emotional. You, you, your season was emotional. Don't give me that. I, 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 do, I, I do. I get, I get emotional. But you brought up Corey Hill. Now, Corey Hill 
was he's a, he's a fighter that passed away. Do you know how he? I'm sure you know how he passed away. How did he pass away? Pneumonia, I believe. It was Wasn't pneumonia. It? Something Complications crazy like that. with pneumonia, I believe. Yeah, hey, producer, he's the one who broke his leg. He he's the first guy back. to have that in the UFC. Oh, he's yes. the first guy to have that shin break. Yo. What happened to Weidman and Connor? And he was the first guy to have that. Hey, um, our producer, uh, do me a favor, my favorite ginger. Do you do uh, look up uh, the, the the reason of how uh, the complications from bronchitis is what led to the collapsed lung? Yeah. All right. Well, he was a very tall, lightweight. Very tall, and I remember he came and he stayed with you, getting ready for the finale or something. Yep. Isn't that yes, correct? Yes, he did. I love. So him. you, you yeah. were pretty close with Corey. Yeah, we were. I love him to death. I'll never forget him, but for what he did for me when we did that, you know, you have that one that you bond with because in that very at that team picking, that's he looked at me and that's we literally bonded just eye contact, and I'm like I'm sticking with you. And then of course I find out later he's had no fights. So as we get the whole team together, that was the one thing I loved about when you were kind of strategizing in yeah. the beginning, we did the same thing. I left, the, but I involved the entire team. We yeah. all made the choice. I made no choice on my own. We all got together. We all realized, all right, well, Corey, we find out Corey's never had a fight. So we need to get him. We need to train. We got to get him some time to train with everybody, sharpen him up. And so everybody picked who they wanted to fight. And we just rolled with it. I remember him. He's going to fight somebody named Gabe Rudiger. And I remember him just barking at him. Yeah, oh, who, 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 who. Yeah. I loved it. I, I don't like you. It. You don't like me. <laughs> he, he had a bit of a, he had a, he had a good sense of humor. And I don't know about you, Jens, but we've been around a long time, man. We, we became the OGs in this sport. Yeah. And I, I look at like, you know, cause I'm, I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I tell my wife, I feel like I have survivor's guilt. Like I look around and, I got my, you know, I got my beautiful wife. I got my three daughters. I got my school. I'm still doing this with the UFC. I'm still, like, people came and went and I'm still here somehow. I'm doing, looking for a fight next month. I got my, I got such a, I'm very, I got a very blessed and, and I'm very, I say lucky. Every time I say lucky, my wife goes, no, you deserve it. I go, I'm not saying I don't deserve it, but I'm saying, I look at my life. I'll look at your life, Jens. And I'm like, and I'm happy for you. But then I look at a lot of guys that are in this game. We just mentioned Corey Hill who passed on. On my season, we have guys like War Machine who made bad decisions. Oh man! And and that guy War Machine, I swore and I'm and listen, what he did was horrendous, and you cannot defend any of that. But I saw a, a kid back then that needed the right kind of people around him. Yeah, show me your friends. You show me who you are. So it's like you have to be careful like the directions you pick. Cause it's, I see like even Phil Baroni, the guy who was a long Island guy. Isn't that weird? It just started piling up. With Phil, now, yeah. going, now in Mexico, he's in, under charges of, uh, you know, horrible things. So it's just, I don't know. I, I look around and, uh, I'm very, I'm very thankful, you know, about where mm. I'm at. And, and I'm thankful for the UFC. I'm thankful to still be here, you know, but again, like I, I think of this, I think of the Corey Hills and I think of the guys that made, on my shoot, man, in this game, there's guys that just they don't look past the fighting. 100%. And if you if you want to start to look past the fighting when the fighting's over, it's a little too late. Like then you're like, because then I have the other guys that they, they, they didn't go the way they wanted, and they go from a very exciting life to all right now. If I don't now live in paycheck to paycheck, which I'm not kill, I'm not listen, I'm not judging anybody, but. For the new guys getting into the game, just think about it. Think about it. I th there's something to be said about not having a net. 
because it gives you a focus where you have to succeed. But be smart about it. Like, you know what I mean? Put a little bit of money away each month, a little bit. $100, $200 is not going to kill you if you put that into some kind of mutual fund or something that will grow over time if you don't even look at it. I'm not a financial advisor. Find somebody who is. But I'm just saying there's ways to watch out for your future where if you're fighting for, say, a long career, which is 10 to 15 or longer years, you'll have something when it's said and done, at least a little nest egg that grows and you can have something there for you when it's done. I don't know. I'm kind of just going off, but no, you know what I, I hear you say, well, cause we have that question all the time and you know, yeah. I want to talk about Chandler and McGregor getting ready to do this show, but really quick, what yes. I tell people is this is, you know, we, we always, we learned this Matt a long time ago. And I'm sure people told you just like they told me, Hey, you got to plan for the end. You know, don't forget to plan for the end, but you're like, you're just getting started. Like I'm not planning for 40. I'm 22 years old. I'm not even thinking about that. Hey, what I not, you know, and what I tell people was this at the end of the day, you just got to find, what are you passionate about? You weren't always wanting to be a fighter. You weren't always going to be, what else do you love? And what's keeping you from now diving into that? Spend your time doing what you love. You and I both, I love talking. I love doing uh-huh. this. And I'm very thankful I got this UFC stream, life-saving, but I love talking. I love being able to break down fights. I love doing interviews. I mean, I love it. You're very good in front of the camera. You're very good. You got, you got a catching personality. It's fun to listen to you. You're Dude. funny, man. I know you swat away, but you are, you're funny, you know, but that's the one thing is, you know, but go do what you love. Cause even if you have all the money in the world, if you're not finding your passions, you're still unhappy. You know what I mean? And that's what they find what you love and what's keeping you from doing it. You wanted to be a cook, go be a cook, go do whatever you thought you wanted to do. Cause you had enough, you had enough craziness in your eyes to get in that cage and fight. Why can't you go do whatever it is you wanted to do and start and learn. You got one life to make it happen. You got one shot. So what are you going to do? Be miserable? You got to, so plan for it. That's what we, I I try to tell these kids. Do what you love. I mean, there's things that you got, and that's why I made sure what I'm doing now until this brain quits working, which obviously I won't care what I'm doing at that point. I'm going to get to do this and break down fights and pass on knowledge. And people, the best part is people still will come in and give me their time. You know what I mean? And that's the best part, chat and stuff like that. But speaking of time, I mean, think about that. Think about Chandler and McGregor, how wild. Cause you know how, when you've got, how do you put this? I, you didn't necessarily get along with your rival coach, with the other no. coach. And I know damn good. Well, I didn't get along. I love BJ now. Don't get me wrong. But at the time I hated it. And it was, it made it for a, the show was fun, but there were times when it really pissed me. I mean, pissed me off. Yeah. And I'm sure you had the same thing going. Now, what do you no. think? How do you think these two are going to do it? There's some stuff going on now. I don't know. There's rumors. I mean, I, I don't already, know. Like, changed up. Fights, yeah, fighters or that, you know, Khan has always got you know some a buzz around them, no matter what, <laughs> for good or for good, for good or for bad. Usually, for bad, he's the notorious. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we heard he he wanted to make some cuts. One of them was Cut people the, who made the team to bring in his own. Yeah, but you know what's rough about that? Now, I want to know how that worked, but this is what's this is what's upsetting about that is if he went in saying, look. I'm going to go on the show. I want to bring some fighters pre pre um, yes. Marine. Yes. That's understandable. That's okay. All right. All right. Well, let's get a deal with Connor and him, get some Irish fighters or whatever. But to have guys get that, listen, Jen. That's horrible. No, that's Jen, horrible. Jen, that's the show, horrible. not only was I, um, we were talking about me as a coach. The one season I did, I was a participant. Yes, sir. I was up. I wouldn't be here right now talking to you if it was not for the ultimate fighter. The ultimate fighter season four, it gave me a, what a shot at the title, which who knows if I would have got, I don't know if I would have fought my way there, 
You know, I was kind of undersized for 170, but, you know, I mean, stuff happened, but I won that tournament. People got to see my personality, which led to other things, which I still do now, like Dana White looking for a fight and some fun stuff like this. UFC yep. But it also gave me that shot at the title and, you know, it just changed my life. So it is a life changing experience. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. So no, 100%. Connor to take away three guys, hopes and dreams. Now you could say, well, they could maybe get called again, or they say, what are they doing this a season with this weight class again? I don't yeah. know. When. Maybe never, maybe not yeah. for how many years when these guys are past where they're peaking. Yeah. It's, it's wrong. Breaking, it's really fucking wrong. Listen, well, think about how excited they got. Cause you got to get ready. Cause you're going to be gone for three months. You got to say goodbye to your job. You got to say goodbye to your house, to your family. You got to pack up. You're Dude. out fired up. You're ready to go. And these kids literally showed up and just got the, they got the worst. They that has to be. I heard about that, and I was like, "Oh man, there's no way that's got to be true." It, but hey, man, listen. by the way, guess what? Ha ha! Nope, you're gone. Dude, <gasps> it's like you, you you get to do the. I almost made it. It's like, come on. That, this is bad. why. This is what I'm going to say about it. Like, for better or for worse, Connor gets he gets headlines and he gets oh, yeah. news. I think that's disgusting. What he did, I think it's disgusting. But guess what? I kind of want to see how it goes down. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm it, being honest. It I don't, listen, I don't like Conor McGregor. I just don't like him. I, I'm going to be honest. Don't get me wrong. But yet, he gets. He, he still got my money because I'll watch him. You oh, know honey. what I mean? I don't like his character so much. I'm more of a, a if there's, you pick up, some people don't pick sides. They stay in the middle. I was, I was like Habib. I like the way Habib carries himself and everything about the man. He's just. That's the type of guy, you know, he does in the cage. Well, you want to do the talking? Let's talk now. I loved all that shit. But uh, so I was on team Habib for sure. That's just the way I am. But uh, this guy does have a way of making you watch this thing. I was looking forward to this. I am upset for these fighters, but yet it does kind of give a little buzz. It makes you kind of want to see how that shit went down. Oh. It's a hard thing to say. Because I am upset about the fighters, but I it love is. I think I think what he does. He's he's. You have to have you have to have people like him, and you know. And he's just man. He's just so damn what he's done, how he's done it, and it's just that's the one thing. No matter maybe the way he goes about it, but Connor's going to do what Connor wants to do, you know. And it's just one of those things that it's like <laughs> I I embrace it. I let too many other emotions get in the way. I let too many other opinions possibly judge and kind of make me move around and make me think. But Connor does what Connor does. And that's why Connor became Connor McGregor, you know? So it's yeah. for what he is, you know, I like him. I, I think he's, it's, it's definitely fun to watch. It's fun to watch. You know, we talk about things like, uh, like the ultimate fighter and stuff like that. Back to me coaching. There was a kid on there, Joe Scarola. Right, he was one of my yeah. black belts who yeah. I ended up disassociating with. Oh, you was mad yeah. at him, hundred man. I, well, listen, oh. people, to, 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 we'll talk about that. Let's talk about that a time. <laughs> we're, we're what the hell, man? We're bullshitting me and you. We're catching up plenty of time. So, and then we'll talk about. We're, hey, listen, we're getting to Aaron Blanchfield. So I can't say enough. I don't want to get started because I can't. Oh, I can't she's a savage. That, we're talking about that fight. I was so god darn, darn do I love jujitsu, but um. Yeah, so Joe Scarola. So, you know, you know, they say things happen for a reason and and uh this and that. You know, I felt at that time I stand by my decision. Now, I was close to Joey. Joey kind of looked up to me, you know what I mean? Yep. Like uh I had him in my like wedding and he was he was like a little brother type, yep. you know. Yep. And he was very good in jujitsu, very good. Um, 
And, and you know, if you put him on pads and stuff, he didn't look bad. And he's a pretty boy. He's a good-looking kid. So, you know, I remember, like, there was some tryouts in the city, and I brought Joey, but we already had Luke Cuomo set for season two. Yeah. We already sent Luke in, and Luke was going to do it. So I remember I brought him down to Henzo's. There was, like, some tryouts for, like, the next one. I was there to help Dana, like, assist with it. And I brought Joey just for the fuck of it. And then Dana brings me in the back, and he goes, hey, man, who's the genius that put in that Luke Cuomo kid instead of this Joe Scarola? And I told him, I go, I go, Dana, look, the kid looks good on the pads. He's a good-looking kid. Looks like he's out of a boy band. And he's very, very good in jiu-jitsu. But he's not a fighter. I mean, he's just not. He's just not a fighter. He was. Yeah. He's just not. Like, there'd be some sparring. Like, he'd get hit and go, oh, man, my cut. No, like, he just he likes the gym like, side you, of it. You know that he, there's some guys that, you know, that it, it, it's not made for the cage, you know? 100%. And, uh, you know, but it's not a dig. It just is what it is. So long story short, he ended up going on, but I told him, look, because I wasn't making the call for him. So another season, oh, really? I, put, I put on Luke, I put on Luke that season. Yeah. And Luke ended up getting to the finals with Joe Stevenson. Luke did great. And Luke was a total nerd. He was like the weirdo of the season, but he did phenomenal. Oh, he awesome. phenomenal. Yeah. So Joey went on my season. He went up seasons later, he went on. And sure enough, we found out he's not a fighter. I mean, I mean, you you know, Jens, you could you could act it, you could fake it, you could wear a tap out shirt. Like the beautiful you. thing is you're going to have to get in there at some point. And you're going to have to get in there. It's, it's the truth in the, the ring or the cage. That's the truth. Yeah. You can't disguise it anymore. There's yep. no disguising it. You can't, you can't fake it. Cause now can't you got run. a guy trying to do bodily harm. So when he got out of there and I knew it, it went down kind of the way it went down, he kind of, you know, there's always a way you could find a way out. And he did. He put himself in a triangle and he got out of there. No offense to Mac Danzig. Mac Danzig is awesome. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I knew Joey was kind of seeing that triangle coming. and was just like, all right, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> so, but my, what really got me upset about this was afterwards, what people don't realize, when you're in there as a participant, it's not fun if you're yeah. not a true fighter. And even if you are, it's rough. I looked at it as when I was in there as a, as a, as a gladiator training camp where I'm going to train when they, when they uh, twice a day. And when it's time to fight, I'm fighting. It was, I looked at it like that, which is what it yeah. was. But if you're there just to be, you know, Getting some attention. TV time. You hate Dude, it. this ain't this ain't the real world. It is. Yeah. It's real, it is. but it's not the real world, man. Yeah. Look for a, a Big Brother type show to go on, because this ain't for you. So I remember after he lost the fight, it's not fun in the house. So he wanted to go home because he had this girlfriend he's dating. And I'm going to give right. You he was trying to leave right after that. I'm going to give you an update on him soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so you know I what he could have done and what I tried to do to save him at the time and save our relationship was have Joe Scarola teach, uh, help me teach these guys. Cause he That's was a right. You tried to, to keep him on there. You tried well, to keep him on there. That's so right. I thought it was very selfish when he still wanted to go home. So when he made that decision, it's not about making me look bad. It's about honoring your commitment. So I wiped my hands with him as a you friend. Did, you booted you him off. The, you booted him out of the gym. instantly. you kicked him. Oh, you out did of the, the public. Gym, basically basically uh, out of my life. Yes, you did. Know? And Publicly. cause I, I had, I know I didn't want to, but, it was, I made look, because know what happens when he took that spot, because this goes back to what Connor just did. When you take that spot or you take away somebody's spot from there, by him that being on the dream. show, by him being on the show wanting attention, because he knew he knew what I knew deep down, you're taking somebody else's dream away. Honored. So by doing that and then not at least, stay, you're leaving me in the desert now with these guys? I had to coach these guys. <laughs> so I made the right decision. So now let's fast forward years from now, because this was 2006. Yeah. And now here we are, 2023. Uh, I recently 
just he's, he's he has a he became I'm going to say a success, and I'm happy for Joey. I am. Now this is the thing: he's still with the same girl. That's good. Do I don't regret a damn thing. I would make the same decision because look, this is the thing: he was working behind the counter for me. He was working at my school teaching, signing people up, half the time you know cruising the internet for chicks or whatever he's doing and he was so he was taking it somewhat seriously somewhat but he was a buddy of mine he was working behind a counter when i got him out of my life he was basically out on his own you know i felt bad about it but it's something i had to do it was yeah. like a love like look man you got to make start making the right decisions i'm not carrying i'm not associating your name with mine after that all right so you got to write your wrong and what he did was he got he got eventually he like um, bought into uh, like the franchise of, uh, and I don't say it in a bad way. Gracie Baja has had Gracie Baja Jiu-Jitsu schools, and he went under a, a friend of mine, Flavio Almeida, and he ended up getting all his own Jiu-Jitsu school. And first it was in Long Island, and now he has a school in Jupiter, Florida. So if anybody's in Jupiter, Florida, uh, and they want to train, he's a very, very good Jiu-Jitsu teacher, you know, mm -hmm. and he made a success for himself. And like I said, he's still with the same girl. I don't believe, I don't believe he would have had the same success if me and him were, now he might've, he might've had a success with me, but this was a way of the world saying it's time for this kid to go on his own. And it he ended up working it, out and it ended up working out for him. So if people want to wonder, wonder what happened on season six with that guy, I'm friendly with him now. I just started following him on the Instagram, gave him a nice message. He's, uh, teaching, good. he's living a good life. I don't regret the decisions I made. He made the decisions. They were hard at the time. It might've been rough for him. He might've felt like it was awful, but it, he made right decisions after that. The kid is doing well. Very good. Very, I know we right. had to Google. Hey. We Googled a little bit. Every time as we're going through and we're recapping yeah. all these ultimate fighters, we'll Google how some of them are doing. So I just on a short note. So I knew he stayed with this girl, but I didn't know what had just happened until now. So that's really cool. I got. And wait, listen, this is flying. We got Jamal Emmers here. Let, let's get Jamal Emmers. He, he just he just won his fight versus uh, Hussein Askubov. And, you know, that Askubov had a lot of uh, pressure, a lot pressure, of hype pressure. behind him, man. He was like 23 and 0 with some shit. Did you know that? I did. He, well, did I knew you he was know tough. that? I didn't know he was. I know he did that far. I see, he no, was I undefeated, see, man. He was undefeated, yeah. I want to talk to Jamal. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Jamal! Hey. <laughs> you, bro. This is Jens Pulver. 
UFC Hall of Famer. I'm saying that. I love saying that. <laughs> Jamal. Doing, Jamal. Good job. Good job out there, man. Great fight. Hey, dude. First of all, nice to meet you, man. And congratulations. Thank you. Nice to meet you, too. It's, a, got- it's an honor. I'm, I'm actually been a big fan of both of you guys, like, man. most of my life. <laughs> How old are you now, Jamal? I'm 33. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he might have been watching us when he was younger, when he was in school. Me and Ken's are getting kind of old. We're getting kind of up. <laughs> but we're both still playing video games, Jamal. Jamal, I want we're going to get to know you a little bit. But I want to – I said congratulations. This guy you fought, there's something about fighting a guy that's undefeated and has a lot of hype behind him. I believe 23-0. I'm not pulling that out of my ass, Jamal. The guy had an undefeated record. And, uh, man – I, listen, I'm big on the underdog. You know that. Yeah. I didn't walk in that cage like you were the underdog at all. I, from your walkout to the first exchange, you were just on point. Yeah. What is going on? Well, how did the ship get straight after, you know, some tough fights, competitive, good fights with good guys, but everything just seemed to click that night. Talk yeah. to me. Tell. Um, It just started from just... You know, I believe the the trials and tribulations of life. Um, I just broke it down to just it's only fifteen minutes, right? That's that's nothing. That's not even a whole TV show. So I just broke it down to fifteen minutes. I didn't make the moment too big, but I know how serious it was. So I just I just panned out, you know, just focus on what I needed to focus on and just got the job done. That, that's what that's what I think helped me feel helped me feel more comfortable going into the cage. It's crazy how much we put into 15 minutes, right? 15 minutes. Months. And I you know what I hate, and I'm sure you guys hate this too. When some of your buddies or somebody off man, I'd like to get paid for 15 minutes. Nah, dude, 15 minutes? Put that on two months of fucking training. <laughs> they think that right. the work is there. Are you getting paid for 15 minutes of work? No, man. The work is done by the time you get in there. Now mm-hmm. it's time to fucking let it be shown what you've been doing for the last two. You're getting paid for that last two plus months, you know? Right, right. Now, and so when you you had to fight, again, this guy's undefeated. You were coming off, I believe, in the, the Pat Sabatini fight. Yes. Yes. So, hey, man, we got we to gotta get the monkey off our back, and now we're fighting an undefeated fighter. What happened when you got off with this? Was it just, I'm ready, or... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm. I figured being in the UFC, you gonna get tough fights regardless. So doesn't really matter. Like undefeated guy, guy that has a few losses. Everybody's in the in the UFC. They they high level guys. So it really didn't. It really didn't matter. I was like, I was just happy I got a fight. I was sitting for for so long. I'm like, fine, I'll fight him. Like nobody else wants to fight him. I'm sure, I'll fight him. Okay, because I have a question with that, if I may. Because when I sat back and I watched this, Jamal, the one thing that stuck in my head, and I have it in big capital letters, big capital letters and everything, is great range control. You controlled the range. And I was like, you could see everything. What happened? Was it the way you were training, or were you just in, like, you know, we, like Matt was just saying, but how you were in that moment? But you could literally see everything when you were out there fighting, the way that you were reacting. What clicked in your head? I mean, what was it when you went out there? Because you controlled the range beautifully, the way that you moved, the way that, I mean, you could see, you could see everything. What was yeah. going through your head? I got to know. Um, It's just the hard work my coaches put in. Um, My, my second coach, Sam, like, he's real big at range, ho- holding your gap 
using your gap, seeing all the strikes come, seeing the takedowns come, just using my range. Um, he wanted me to stay on the edge of the bubble. So when a guy do come in on my bubble, I can hit him. Like, that's that was the game plan. I, I just followed it. I'm telling you, because I have to say, because when you say, speak about that, because you sprawled in that one shot. It's almost like you you popped that range, you hit him with the range, and you knew it was going to come underneath, and you just kind of melded with him, and it popped right back up in the way you were transitioning. Yeah. You mean you listen to your coaches that well? This yeah. I love this kid. I Matt, we need coach, we need kids like this. You listen to your coaches that well? I yeah, love it. yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe in my coaches, so I, I, I'm, of course, I'm gonna listen to them. They, they haven't told me wrong when i don't listen though that's when things go bad so i i have to listen to him can i ask you your coach with the glasses what's his yeah. name what's his name jacob 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 baney um you are now yeah are you living with him now were you was that in his yeah. house okay yeah. i want to make sure yeah. i got that right right yeah. yes that, how's that how does that first of all great chemistry i when i when i look and when i like to watch the corner work and I'll tell you, Jacob, comments, there's guys that get wild up. And sometimes it's with the fighter. Like, with the certain, you have to know your fighter. I talk about this a lot with Safe Saeed, is, uh, who's a great coach. Some fighters he's yelling at, other fighters he's, he's talking to. You have to know your fighter. Jacob was so, I mean, very calm to the point where it almost, not a whisper, but just very monotone talking to you, letting you know exactly what needs to be done. And he's doing it for you. He's not doing it for the camera. I've seen both. I've seen guys give out some nice brave art lines and they're making sure the camera's getting the fucking angle. I, I know. I noticed that shit. Don't. I'm like, oh, who the fuck was that for? What the fuck? Was that? <laughs> like this guy, I seen him talking to you and I'm like, oh, I like this. I liked it after the first round because he was, he was all right. Now he's going to come out a little bit more. Boom, boom, boom. And he, it was, it was right here. So I don't know if every, after that fight, I don't know if everybody's going to be looking to move in with that coach. But all I know is you guys had that shit. You have a good chemistry. How long have you been working with Jacob? Nine nine years. Oh, been, there you go. been nine years. So, like, I remember when I first got, got to him, like, he, he sat me down. He said, look, we got to slow you down because I had a lot of fights. And my experience wasn't really high. Probably, probably had, like, maybe almost 10 fights in a year and a half. So he had to slow me down. He was like, look, we're gonna take, we're gonna slow you down. We put he put me in a lot of jujitsu tournaments. So I'm used to hearing him like all the time, just like yelling out instructions. So that is easier when we get into the cage and transfer over to fighting. So it just I think it's just the time we just spent together and like getting to know each other these over these past couple of years is just it's just easier for me to communicate with him. I seen the second you took away uh, Hussein's first takedown. I think he. This is a guy that was used to getting his way. <laughs> yeah. So when you took away, because we know a failed takedown, it's fucking exhausting. You know what I mean? Right. So for you to be taken that away, he was definitely exerting more energy. And a bad sign is when they're going for takedowns and they start going to their butt for a little bit. Then it's like, oh. oh. Now right. you're, just, you're just showing me your hand. You're just, yeah. Man, you have for that guy, Hussein being undefeated, I was expecting, all right, let, and, and I'm not crapping on him because I don't think he fought bad. He was fighting aggressive and he was really confident. I don't, I think there's levels to this. And I think that you're, whatever you're, you're all the trials you've been through, whatever, everything in your career, that, that experience with the guys you fought, 
it was something that he wasn't used to. So right. I'll tell you, man, you were in full control. And I, when you're grappling, what, let's just, I want to really quick, let's go down, down memory lane. What did you, when did you first learn to fight? What were you, I read that you wanted to be a Ninja Turtle as a kid. Like, yeah. I, I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty much, I'm a fucking Ninja Turtle. But, uh, you know, what, what did you first get involved with, with the martial arts? What did you first do? Oh, a wrestler. A wrestler. Uh, wrestler my first, my first martial art. And then from there, how did we find Jensen's clap? He loves the wrestling. Uh, <laughs> it came in handy when you fought BJ the first time, you oh, fucker. Did it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh shit! But um, so you did the wrestling, and then how did that transition into fighting? Well, all right. So this is how it, how it even started. Like mm -hmm. <clears throat> I was a fan of the sport before I became competitive in it. Um, growing up, my dad and my brother would go to Blockbuster. Back in the day, that's how old I am. We'll, go to, <laughs> we'll rent, we'll rent VHSs of like old pride video, like old pride videos, old UFC, like UFC one, two, three, like those. And we'll sit there and watch and watch. And at first, I was like, I'm like, this kind of interesting. Like these dudes yeah. in the cage is killing each other, right? And then, like, the more I watched, I just grew to love it. And I would see like Matt Hughes. You know, Pat Militage, all these guys, and they all wrestled just over. Like, and I was watching these guys. I was like, all right, wrestling is looked like the key, the key in this sport. And then the more I got into it, I was like, well, maybe I should learn how to grapple and strike also. So like I would just like, you know, like study other guys. Like um Hoist Gracie, my dad loves Hoist Gracie. I don't like he loves he loves a small guy, even though he's a big dude, but he loves an underdog also. So he like he was like, man, look at look at this little guy. Because I I grew up, I was little. He's like, look at this little guy. He's just like he's small, just like you. He's and he pointed it out to me, he's like, he choking out these big guys with his with his with his gee. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, that's that's pretty impressive. So um that I think that was the start of everything right there. Is your dad still around? Yeah, my dad's still around. Yes. What does he think of now? I mean, talk about a I mean, look at this. I mean, you're renting blockbuster videos of these guys fighting in the rings in the cage, and now his son is on TV fighting in the UFC. I mean, what, what does he think about all this? He loves it. He, <laughs> he's eating it up. <laughs> it's, I it's, bet. It's, it's funny because growing up, like, we would play sports every now and again, but that wasn't the main focus in the house. Like, he, he, wanted, he wanted us to be academics. So, yeah. So, like, he played sports growing up. He played oh. basketball. My dad's six foot eight. My dad's a very big guy. Six so, foot eight. Yeah, six eight. Yes. Man, I could run right between his legs. <laughs> Crazy, man. <laughs> but he really, he really like stressed that no, go go to school. I don't really want you playing sports. And at first, I was like, okay, whatever, whatever you say. Like, I won't be in sports. But I found I found wrestling, and I fell in love with wrestling. So like that. That just, I was like, I'm sorry, man. I, I got to do this. And it just grew from there. And then okay, you, okay, oh, back, sorry, I had to do this. I have to, because my son right now, I've all I wanted, Jamal, all I want is my son to be an academic. And I love the fact that he's an academic. And then he hit me. And so I was going to ask, what year did you start wrestling? Because seventh grade, my son comes up to me and says, I'm going to, I'm, I'm wrestling. I was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> wait, you're what? And then, you know, so what year did you start wrestling? And when did you know that, this, you know what I mean? Um, I started in the ninth grade, but oh, in the eighth man. grade, okay. I made a decision that I wanted to, I wanted to wrestle. I was like, okay. in the eighth grade, I, like, I want to wrestle. Like, I, that's what I want to do. Cause I was too small to play football. I was 
too definitely too short for basketball. Like going into the ninth grade, I was what maybe five foot two. Yeah. So I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't playing football or basketball. So wrestling was the avenue. Oh, well, I love it because that's it. I'm too small to be big, too big to be small. I was supposed to be a jockey, but I was too heavy to be a jockey, but too small to do anything else. And it wrestling just fit. It just yeah. fit, right? And so, and that's what I think. So when you got into high school, though, um, I mean, that's a tough transition. But did you know, like, did you want to take that into college when you were wrestling at that point? Like, did you get serious, not only in the scholastic side, but a lot of freestyle, Greco, a lot of, you know what I mean? Did you go all year round? Well, I... Well, I didn't know you could wrestle year round. So so I had to I had to figure stuff out on my own. Like okay. later, like I'll probably say probably my junior year, that's when I started doing like tournaments outside. I was like, I didn't even know you can do that. I thought you only could wrestle during the season. I didn't I didn't know. Like okay. so I, I ended up figuring <laughs> stuff out a little later. <laughs> When's the first time you uh started throwing those hands and those kicks? When did you start getting into the Muay Thai and everything and the striking? Um, I'll say around around 20. Um, walking wow. to my first, yeah, Man. walking to my first MMA gym at 20 years old. And how how that how that transition go with the from a grappler to striker? Um, it it was tough at first. Um, yeah. just used to getting hit. Yeah. I was I was just I was like, man, I've been in fights before, but you know, street <laughs> fights they don't last long. You know, yeah. 40 seconds tops, and like getting hit over and over and over, like that was. The like the biggest hurdle I had to overcome, but after that I was I was like okay, I can. In the very beginning, when you get mad when they they hit you and you start looking away, what am I doing? I'm not a pussy. I remember. I remember when I made that transition myself. I go, why am I looking away? What's going on here? But uh, (laughs) it takes you a while. Longo used to have me him do some jabs and be catching them on the forehead. Not like to you know not to get demented, but you know he used to you know don't be afraid of this shit. But anyway, worked out. Hey, let me ask you. Pretty boy, where we get that? <laughs> With the ladies, we got that from. All right, so it's a it's a joke. So I have a buddy, uh, Raider Judge Rodriguez, back in Texas. Okay, um, he he made like flyers because we fought for uh, Legacy when Legacy was around. So we right. we fought we fought on that we fought on the card that night, and he made flyers for our after party. I didn't have a fight name at the time, but it was a joke going around the gym because I took a. Uh, like modeling pictures for a friend of mine. She was in school. So I took pictures for her and they had all kinds of names for me. Pretty boy, just the one that stuck. So they were just like for a whole month, they were just like every day I walked into the gym, I had a new name. So I'm like, man, it's gonna, how long is it gonna happen for? So he put, he made a flower. He's like, check these flyers out. And I was like, who's pretty boy? He was like, it's you. I was like, that's not my, that's not my name though. He said, well, it is now. And it's, it just stuck. <laughs> hey, Amen. I like it. Good thing you're not like an ugly dude. They'd be like, what is it, an ironic name? That'd be <laughs> now, what besides fighting, Jamal, what do you like to do, man? What do you like to do? Like, any hobbies, any movies, any series that you're into? I always like to find out what series guys are watching on um, streaming anything or any books. I'm not a big TV watcher. I like YouTube. I watch I watch stuff on YouTube every now and again. Like I like to learn history. I like history. So um like recently I've been um like watching videos about like uh like business tycoons and their history on how they started. Like interesting. Uh, Milton Hershey. Um, who else? Uh, the Vanderbilts. Like all these, all these uh people that like 
was big businessmen. And I'm like, like studying them and like the trials and tribulations even they had to go through. Like, I thought I had it tough, but it's like, uh, well, back in the 18, late 1800s, it was pretty tough. Like, some of these guys didn't have even formal education. They went to school to like fifth, sixth grade or something like that. So I'm like, wow, they had they had a lot of uh, hurdles to overcome and just watching them be end up being millionaires and like taking over their industry. I was like, man, if they can do it, I know I can do it. I can do something. Man, it, there's times yeah. like I watch, speaking of like back in like that, I mean, I watched the show. It's a Yellowstone prequel. It's called 1883 about the, like the, the West and like yeah. this family traveling from like they're trying to get to Oregon, 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 Oregon. Right? Oregon. I think it was, uh, Oregon. Anyway, okay. anyway, they're traveling throughout the West and and they're getting they're, they're fighting they're getting you know the Indians and the fucking bandits and whatever. I mean, just the will the 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 the, the, the elements. It just is so crazy, man. Like how, yeah. what, like really was going down back in the day, you know. And then I'm wa- now I'm watching 1923, and it's like, it's like it shows you how they're starting to make, like, technologies coming around. Like, look, a washing machine. It's just fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, look, there's electricity you can have in your house. I don't know. <laughs> it's like taking a time machine with these shows, but uh, that's the shows I've been watching lately. So Jamal. Who, before we let you go, man, what I, it's been great having you on, dude. You're a pleasure. Thank uh, you. What do we? Who? When do we want to get? I know you said something like you wanted to fight up to. Would you say up to four times? Is this you saying that, or am I making that up? You said no, you I want to fight a bunch. I want to fight as much as possible. Um, if okay. I have to fight four times this year, I'll, I'll fight four times this year. Um, I, I need to get back in there. Um, I saw a little rust on me from from yeah. sitting. You know, Ooh, really? Um, yeah, because the, the finish was there. The finish was there. I just should have pushed it a little harder. Um, but yeah, just as much as much competition as I can get. Uh, actually, I'm planning on doing the jujitsu tournament next week. So, I, man, don't get hurt, <laughs> dude. Watch out for the flying scissor leg locks and shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I know. I need to be careful, but I just, I just need to be more competitive this year. I can't sit too long. Nothing wrong with that, man. Aljo would do that. Look at him now. Aljo would do it. He had a wrestling match with one of the number one guys and. I think he lost by like two points or something. Aljo did that when he was uh, either the champ or almost the champ or something. He's fucking crazy. But it's yeah. good. It's, it's better than eating Cheetos on the couch being like, oh, who do I have next? You just got right. the machine going. Right. Hey, man, Jamal, hey, listen, man. Congrats to you. Congrats to your coach, Jacob. You guys Thank got a great you. thing going on. I mean, I enjoy- when I found out you were coming on, I was very happy because I enjoyed that fight. And uh, it's nice to shock people, man, isn't it? Yeah, yes. Thank you. I'm sure you didn't shock your coach. Yeah. Right. Oh. Anything else, Jamal? Do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything to plug, brother? Um. No, I have nothing to plug. I'm, it's just, it's just an honor to be able to talk to to legends. Like, this ain't I, the last time. Sometimes I wake up in the morning. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm in the UFC. I'm around all these people. Like, my dreams came true. Like, everything I ever dreamt came true, and it's just amazing. Like. This is an honor to be here talking to both of you today. Ah, dude, you're a humble oh, guy, man. man. Yeah, Stay like so that cool. when you're the champ, it. dude. I love it. I love, I love it, it, man. Me too, man. 100%. Most guys are like, yeah, it's most guys. I mean, the guys in the sport, and I'm sure you know now, Jamal, by being around it, most guys are good guys. Don't you think in the game? Yeah. They find that. From all across the world, but 
you know, when you're a fighter, you're a fighter. You kind of respect that. You know, right. gentlemen that you fought, was this was a wake-up call for him, for Hussein. But uh, I want to see how he comes back. Because yeah. he came I'm back with fire, and, and, and he, was, came, he came in there. You know, this is his first loss, but uh, he definitely has a lot of potential. If he's able to control his weapons, the somewhat uh, the, of the control of what you showed in your fight, he could be up there too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that also. Like I, like I told him after the fight, I was like, "Man, you're very talented." Like even before, even before going into this fight, I heard whispers about how talented this guy was. I was like, "Okay, he, he, he can do it too." Like he just, it just needs the right direction, I guess. Maybe I, I'm not sure how his situation is or anything, but like I feel like he's he's a pretty good fighter. Also, let me ask you something about a great fighter. I'm reading right here that you beat you beat. Sanhagen, uh, Corey Sanhagen back in the LFA. Is that true? Yes, yes. Make sure my, my producer's getting his shit straight. Oh, now, man. how did that fight How did that fight go? Uh, well, it was a decision fight. Uh, I won by decision. Um, I believe they brought me up there to lose because I fought him in Colorado. I fought him on his own turf, and I ended up getting the decision. So... Hey man, now now when you seen him in the UFC and doing what he's doing, how long ago was that fight? Mm, maybe six years ago, I think. All right. Yeah. So when you seen him doing what he's doing, were you like, oh, I'm right on your tails? Were you, were you? Were you? I'm on your heels. I'm gonna get you. Were you looking at him in there and you had to win over him? What did tell you? Did, did you? Did that make you really confirm that you were on that level? Um. No, not really. Because even even going into that fight, fighting him. Um, I didn't know much about him. Like, I really didn't know much about him until, like, the week I like the week before I got there because I had to acclimate. And I would go around gyms in Colorado and tell them who I was fighting. And everybody was like, oh, wow, you fighting him? I was like, like, nobody wants to fight him. Is he, like, the boogeyman around here? And it was like, <laughs> yeah, he is the boogeyman around here. And I was like, I was like, oh, oh, well. Oh, <laughs> well, right? I love it. I love it. Well, listen, man, you're good at, you know – upsetting the odd makers i'll tell you that much so that's fucking great man jamal i can't wait to have you back on you got to meet my my friend jimmy I, I love that you're here with jens but uh jimmy's gonna love to meet you also so we'll have, when you got a next fight come back on and hang out with us again okay thank you all right jamal great job buddy hey jamal, right. have a good one very nice to thank meet you, you. Right. if i could just really quick i mean just really fast keep thank chasing you. that passion jamal i love listening to you i'm such a fan of what just i'm a fan of that and i remember just at the end of that fight you were just about to submit him i love everything about you i'm so happy i got to meet you just keep chasing that passion even if it's in the business world but that passion in your head and the way yeah. that smile on your face keep it up man because it's showing you look incredible out there i wish y'all the best you. I thank wish you thank you guys have a nice day thank you brother The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Jens, you're so positive, Jens. I love that kid. How could that? Yeah, it was awesome. I love nice that kid. kid. What a nice kid. Oh, my kid. Lord. I was stuck. What I was a, stuck. A, Listen, I was never, I didn't mean to jump in with so many questions, but I had, no, I, like, I had my own questions. I was like, I got to dive in and I got to know. Cause I just, when you see someone like that, you just, man, what a, Listen, man, oh, that's fun. Oh, no, that was great. That was great. And dude, I, you know, listen, I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. I should have brought this up because the guy's from my team. Uh, he's, you know, he, he spends a ton of time with Longo. I spent time with him also. He's a nice kid. Nazim. So I, I pronounce it Sadikov. I, I, I try to pronounce his name, yeah. but I always just call him Nas. <laughs> Everybody calls him Nas at, at Sarah Longo at Longo as in uh, at my school. So Nazim was like the, he was like the, um, the headlining, uh, prelim, yeah. you know, and he took out Evan, Evan Elder and, uh, you know, Dr. Stoppage with a, it was a hell of a fight. Oh, I don't yeah. know who got look guys who got fight of the night. Was it let me know who got fight of the I'll night? I'll look at it later on. I'll have to find out who it did. Yeah, I'm yeah, not I'm sure. Oh, he I did know, get fight it, of the night. Good. Was it these guys? So Nazim got it. Nazim got Nazim okay. uh, Again, we call him Nas by me. He got fight of the night. Good for him. Good. And uh again, cut. I'm very happy for him. So that what was his cut. debut, and he he did phenomenal. So I just wanted to mention that. Now look. Listen, we're gonna we've been talking for an hour. We're gonna go okay. soon. But we have to talk about a few of these fights. Let's start with the big one: Aaron Blanchfield versus uh, Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade, former champion. Wait, did she? Would she beat Rose? She was the champ, right? She won the belt. It was the spike. Remember the spike to the head? Yeah, but that's how she won the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how she won the belt. Off of uh, off of uh, Thug Rose going for uh, a Kimura. And Thug Rose, she went and she got that fight back. She ended up getting a W after that with her, you know? Yeah, but, but that, was a, that was a moment. And she just, I don't know if I like this 25-pound Andrade, but I do like this young Blanchfield. I was, when we were breaking down the fights on Friday, you know, because we always watch the fights of fighters fighting yes. Saturday's fights, Blanchfield was powerhouse. But the thing I was excited to see was both of them go forward. They both go forward the entire time, and you knew it was going to be just a, it was going to be a train crash and it, a, a train wreck. And it was very cool to see Blanchfield, man, 23 years old to do the way she just, man, like a boss. And what, about, what about her striking? Everybody's worried That's about her. I mean. she, she did not hurt, hurt. She was in the danger zone striking. And landing, landing, yeah, they never backed up intelligently, yeah. striking intelligently. And then when it was time, she went for a shot, even though it was not successful. She went and then finally she got a beautiful inside leg trip, which I'm a big fan of. Like and then the once it hit the floor, she God is so listen. This I didn't is, know she was that good. That was this amazing. is the first girl in a while that we could say, Hey man, I see. I mean, this dick, she could make this happen. She could, there's a, a legit threat. To Valentina Shevchenko, there's a legit. Saying a lot. That's there's saying, a legit. I'm going to say there's term. a legit, and I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I do not because because Valentina, 
She she's there's no holes in her game. None. She's very good striking, very good wrestling, very good jujitsu. But Aaron has an advantage in that in the jujitsu. There's levels. I'm sure if they rolled, I'm going to say Aaron's going to tap her. The way Aaron uses her Brazilian jujitsu in 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 fighting is brilliant. She knows her the way she distributes her weight, the way she. Uh, it's almost like old, just straight up old school. Not, I'm not saying it's old techniques, but just no, I'm not saying she's up, not, not up on the latest techniques, but I'm saying take someone down, get a dominant position and fucking finish them. Yeah. She, I mean, it, it, I cannot say enough about this girl. She finished. Uh, I mean, look at the submission with uh, what she did with uh, with the elbow up out guillotine with JJ. Uh, was it JJ Aldridge? Aldridge? And then yeah. Molly McCann. When yeah. she got that Kimura, she's not only showing beautiful jujitsu, and now she just got the rear naked choke. She's showing showing display of a, a, a wide uh, array of skills in jujitsu. I mean, there's an arm lock, there's a Kimura, there's an elbow up guillotine, and this is all with tiny little mistakes that their opponents are making. The fight with Aldridge, Aldridge is fighting excellent. Yeah, she was pretty excellent. Yeah. She left her neck out one second, and she was done with an elbow up. So, and Aaron Blanchfield, twenty three. So well-rounded. What she did to Jessica Andrade was, was, I mean, was awesome. I mean, I, 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 I can't say enough. I'm sorry. I know I, I, that with her, with, and the same thing with fighting Shevchenko is the one thing she has above, uh, I think, right now going for her, she's just got that youngster mentality. There's no hesitation. And when you start building that kind of confidence, when you're that young, you know what I mean? You have no hesitation because you haven't seen, you haven't bumped into, you haven't felt those roadblocks. You haven't felt those bumps. So, you know what I mean? Those struggles in like per se in the fight, she doesn't hesitate. And like you said, when she took down Andrade, it was over. It was a lock. When she snapped up that neck really quick of Aldridge, it was a lock quick. She doesn't hesitate. So that's the one thing she has that youngster. She's just got that youngster mentality, that boldness that there's no hesitation in her game. Uh, so again, I can't wait to see what's next with Aaron. Uh, man, I mean, she's just looking. She's five and zero in the UFC. I mean, oh, it's just so, so awesome. I can't wait to see what's next. Congrats to her, Jessica Andrade. It should be noted that she took this on uh, short notice. notice. Oh. And uh, and at twenty five, heavier. She might be a little bit undersized too for this division. You know, uh, Jordan Wright versus Zach. Uh, Oh, how do you pronounce that? Pal Palga? Palga. Palga. You know, uh, you know, congrats to Zach. You know, I think uh, Zach did good. Jordan, it was, it, sometimes when you're in there in the moment, you might be doing things or, it, and it's kind of like surreal. Like you don't realize it. Like you're watching yourself like in there. Like, and I feel like it was weird. Like it, part of me is like, dude, why are you smiling? Like what's going on here? Like you shouldn't be smiling. Like like you sometimes you can see you can't help but smile. But he kept on smiling, and uh, he's getting hit with elbows, and he's getting and and things aren't going well. And I don't know. I think there was a mental a mental not break. He had a hard time finding his footing in this fight. He was a step behind the whole fight. And uh, did a good job though, keeping his head constantly in that pocket, keeping that underhook, keeping the head constantly. If you can see, he's always driving Jordan's head away from him constantly. Man, he was frustrated. He Jordan reminded me of a black belt in jujitsu on his back, knowing that he can't get hurt, but he's not doing anything aggressively. 
You know, I mean, sometimes that can be the demise of a yeah. really good black belt in jujitsu because they're so good on the bottom. It's like, I, I'm not, I know you're trying to bounce around, little honey bear, but you're not going to get me. And it just kind of, but they end up realizing that they're losing the fight. And that seemed kind of what happened with Jordan. He was pushed up against the fence, didn't feel like fighting too hard. And he's like, but I'm not getting hurt. You're catching me with a couple of elbows. And he was just getting frustrated. But he's like, I was like, I'm good where I'm at, but you're losing the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, so something had to change there, and it didn't. So, Zach, good job, Zach. I thought he fought very intelligently. Very yeah. intelligent. Very intelligent. Uh, put that clinch work up against the cage. Uh, another uh, unanimous decision for Jamal Pogas. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, unanimous decision. I, I thought he fought very well. And uh, Josh had a hard time in there as well. Josh <laughs> was kind of struggling. The takedown, I think Pogues, the takedown made Josh struggle. If he yeah. stepped in too much, a takedown was coming. Pokes had a vicious jab, and it just kind of seemed slow. But it's only because, and I bring up the fight before that. Yeah. I do not forgive William Knight. I don't forgive you. You made every fight after that salty. I don't know what was wrong with him, but I think he only threw eight punches, like eight or nine punches the entire time. Now, this is what now this is the thing with with this William Knight and uh, Marcin uh, Prashino. Am I saying that correct, Prashino? I think so. Uh, Marson, you know, I love the way he kept working that leg. Yeah, he stayed on that leg all day long. Yeah, he did. William Knight, this is what I'll say about William Knight, and they could find this somewhere if you want to look for it on his Instagram or something. I think he was doing a live thing on Instagram afterwards talking about it. And he said how everybody was when he was an undefeated fighter into the UFC, when he was on, when he was taking out these guys and knocking out that one, and people were on the train. And they and he admitted he goes look I froze in it he says it he goes I froze up he goes I did not I didn't act I did not pull he didn't pull the trigger and he and he's owning up to it and he's just talking about like and he's like look this is basically showing me all the, the people that are really behind me he's not making excuses like oh this happened and I froze he he say, he's basically he, he's taking it like a man so he froze up he's admitting he froze up I thought that Marson did everything correctly. As far as keep working that leg, pinpointing it, William never got going, and it was downright one of the one of the worse fights. Probably, it's, it's a frustrating fight. It's, it's one of those fights where it's fight. like, all right, this guy's in there looking like a total tank, but yet he's not throwing any punches. Like you said, I think he threw a total of eight. Yeah, he was just watching, and Pragno did a good job of obviously going and throwing the kick, throwing the kick, getting out of the way, in and out, in and out, and it's frustrating. You know how it is. You don't want to overextend the shot, and the guy's already in, and he's already gone, and you're like, all right, I'll wait till the next time I catch you, and you just never get off, and you end up freezing. But that's what I'm saying, and it drove me nuts because just as a, as commentating and watching the fight, I was like, you're just standing there, and it, it just made it was it was man, it was bad. Timidity. I. It's one of those times where timidity almost should have been called. If there was ever a timidity call, that could have been one of them. You know, what oh, I mean? I maybe would have snapped him out of it because he just weren't moving. You know, a hundred percent. No, I agree with that. So that was uh, that was very frustrating, and uh, I hope he gets back on the horse. Yeah, I you got to find you got to find that momentum somewhere. Congrats to Morris, and uh. Yeah, excuse me. To start off the fight, oof. Sorry, I'm coughing. To start off the night, uh, Jim Miller versus Alexander Alexander Hernandez. Now, look, Jim Miller. You can't help the root folks. This guy's been around forever. I forgot how many fights he has in the UFC. Our producer will look it up now, but I believe it's a record. He's got like forty something fights in the UFC. It's crazy. It's crazy. And he shows that he's like, man, 
Dude, that guy, I don't think he should retire yet. The guy looked fucking awesome. That's insanity. That is insanity. That's fucking crazy. That's wild. And uh, I'll tell you, his skills, I mean, Alexander Hernandez, he got the decision, unanimous. And just, and it's just, it's a just yeah. decision. But Jim Miller was in the fight. Alexander Hernandez, I'm, ha- I'm listen, I'm upset for Jim because Jim's been around and kind of always rooting for him. He's an East Coast guy. I know him. And he's a, he's a hardworking, blue-collar type guy. But I am very happy for Alexander the Great Hernandez because this is a kid with a ton of talent that showed signs, no, no pun intended, of greatness. Yeah. But then started, you know, having some hiccups, started getting a couple of losses in a row. Uh, again, his fight with Billy Quarantino, great fight, you know. Uh, but he ended up getting taken out in the end. And the uh, and that what, what round was that he got taken out in? Oh, the second round, second but up until then, competitive fight. Uh, Hinato uh, Moicano. Sorry, I like to sing his name. Moicano anyway, wants money, yeah. <laughs> Moicano, money, Moicano, yeah. but uh, he uh, he subbed him. So it's like this. I, I've never thinking to myself, like, yo, this guy is just too good to be losing this kid. Why is he losing when he's just so talented? But this fight, he looked very measured. It looked yeah. like him and his coach, Mark Martoya, who is a, a great coach in himself. I pronounced his name correct, right, Mark? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, he's a quiet coach, but a very good coach. And, uh, you know, it looked like it's starting to click. And he deserved that victory. And I think he's, he, I think that kid's, he might even said this. He, may, he might not have, because I get confused. But I think he's kind of his own worst enemy in there. I think he's starting to get the mental side straight because yeah. he's got all the physical ability to just go as, to go far. As, I, he shouldn't be six and five in the UFC. I and think he, he broke that. that. And he broke that. You know how it is when it piles, the first loss leads, and then that second one, that really dumps a lot of weight on you. And it, if you get that third, then it's, so I'm glad he got his way out of that. My biggest question is, Will we see is, I mean, is Jim Miller going to make it to 300? You know, I know that's what he wants to do. He wants to fight UFC 300. And, you know, I think what would that, he would have done all of them. Wouldn't he have done 100, 200, and 300 or something like that? It's, it's yeah. so, even with that fight there, he looked pretty good. I mean, he looks good. So, does he have enough in the tank to make it to 300, you know? Hey man, I thought you meant 300 fights in there. I go, oh my god! No. No. <laughs> the way he's he going, do, he wants to do UFC 300. I think I don't know if that's what he wants it to be his last fight, but I know I believe if I'm correct, he fought in UFC 100. I believe he's in 200, and this would be fighting UFC 300 if I'm something like that. But I think that's about it. But I know he wants to fight in UFC 300. Well, let me tell yeah, you, something. he can make it up there. That'd be pretty impressive. Hey, let me tell you that I'm. I'm super impressed with uh, with Jim Miller, but congrats to Alexander. Hey, let me tell you, Jens, I think we're good. We went over an hour. I mean, we can do this all fucking day, me and yeah, you. Yeah, you're not. We got to do like this, this again. I love rapping with you. You just oh, say man. the word. Jens, I, mean, I love hanging out with you I love your little again. bird, and I, you know, I know your bird's got to do what he's got to do, so I appreciate <laughs> that I can be that I can be the sub. I, it's, I love this. But, and, did, and did you ever get into the VR yet or no? My son is up there. I can hear him VRing right now. I'm I'm stuck in Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. I'm just, I'm all over Call of Duty right now. I got to get into the VR, but I'm just so happy at my PC. I built this new machine. I just can't help it. You know what I mean? I just, but I got to get it. I'll VR at some point. And so, and like, look, before we give you a plugs on, on where they can watch you on, on Twitch and stuff like that, what what do you got coming on in the, what do you got going on in the immediate future, Jens? I mean, you got your channel. Let's plug your channel now. Let's do it. Twitch TV slash UFC. So I just run the UFC stream on Twitch. We start at uh, 
6 p.m. Eastern. Monday, and then Tuesday, like I said, we do Tough Tuesday, which we watch in The Ultimate Fighter. We just finished up Season 8, so we'll start Season 9 tomorrow, Tough on Tuesday, 6.30. Um, if it's a pay-per-view, we watch Undercard Fights of Fighters Fighting on Wednesday. Friday, we watch Main Card Fights of Fighters Fighting and Saturday's Fight. Saturday, I just do a watch-along. And if it's a pay-per-view, I usually have guests. I'm saying it right now. I know that there's a guest that I do want everybody out there it's 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 this it's my man right here mr sarah so hopefully hey. we can get sarah to come over to my side of the tracks the water, you know the, the weather's nice hey it's pretty good we can get him over there and we can get him to do a, a watch along with, with with old me i would love to do that i we, we i i don't want to give nothing away but we've been in talks to make this happen people oh, didn't shout to me we'll so we're gonna make that happen in we'll my now so i'm gonna be in marab's corner in uh what is it? March 11th, his fight, March 11th, I believe it is. And that's in Vegas. So, you know, I don't travel much, but then after that, the week after that, literally, you're going to have to wait till I get I'm, back. I'm going to Thailand. I'll be out of here. March 7th. I'm taking my doing? first vacation. First vacation. Is that, your, is that where your wife's family's from? Yeah. Uh, well, yes, they They're from Laos and she was, they're from Laos, but she was, they were, over there, we're going to go to Thailand and then try to go over there, which ironic. My father, my father just stepped up and he just, he showed up here. So now I've got my pops is here from Laos. I'm like, wait a minute. We was going that direction and you're going to come here. But so I still get to go over there with, I've never been. So I'm excited. My wife's going to get to show me around. And I mean, she's been to the U.S. She moved here when they were four years old. So I'm excited to go back. The whole family's going to go. The UFC, you know, my UFC mod too. The boss said, you got to take it. I'm like, I'm not, I, I, I don't want to leave the stream. I don't want to leave. Like, you got to go on vacation. I'm like, I don't want to go. But my wife's like, we're going. So we're going. So I get to see hey, Thailand. I'm excited. Family first, dude. And man, that's like a celebration. Make, make it a celebration for your, for your. Uh, and then uh, the Hall of Fame jumped in. So that now this is going to be celebratory. That's why I'm. All right, because I got this, I got inducted, and, you know, and I, it's like, okay, I, I'll go do That's this. so great, man. <laughs> I, I, man, I'll be doing a looking for a fight in Boston, and uh, and I'll be going to Calvin Cater's promotion over there with Ooh, Dana. Sick. And uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out to an old friend that you might know him as well, George St. Pierre. I love now, him. George, I don't, I don't talk to him often, but he actually got in touch with me recently, and uh, you know, he was offering, it was like a a pro, there's um he's doing some kind of um like a like a like a autograph signing comic con type MMA thing in Manchester and he invited me to be a part of it and he sent me he goes hey can I have uh your information to give to you you know of your of whoever's representing you I go hey you know who's representing me oh, man. that's it hey it's just me gents I go I go I go George here's my number there's my cell. Use it for yourself. Use it for whoever. So these people got in touch with me and they're talking about getting me out to Manchester for some kind of signing. I don't know if I'm doing it yet. I'm not a big traveler, but we're talking about it. But I just liked, I just thought that was very, That's very cool. A very kind of an old friend. Yeah. Be like, look, man, thinking of Matt, Matt to get him in on this. So, hey, that's kind of nice, man. I like that. I really I like, like George, you know? Yep. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. That was nice, George. And uh, I might want to do it just to travel over there, hang out with George and talk Star Wars. Because last time I was with George, we started geeking out about the Star Wars whole universe and series. I'm a bit of a nerd, Jens. I love Thank it. God I'm a days. gamer, so I build PCs on the side. So, you know Hey, I mean? Jens, listen, man, they know where to find you on Twitch. I'm happy yes, about sir. that. 
We're going to do this again soon, my friend. You name it. Anytime. All right. Anytime for you. You know that. Much love as always, my brother. All the favor, Jens Palmer. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll talk to you Thanks soon, guys. brother. All right, Ponder. Be good. Goodbye, everyone. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. Kings Island is now open weekends. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.